Now we're live. <laughs> Greetings, brothers and sisters. This is Professor Spira. And first things first, how are you doing? What's going on with you? How, how are things in, in your world? This is, as they uh, continually say, challenging times. And But it's challenging for different reasons for different people. So if you're us and have a little bit of consciousness in terms of what's really going on, the kind of just overt hoax and messing around with numbers of this, I don't even want to say the word anymore, I'm just so so sick and tired of of, of just hearing people talk about this, this insanity, um, but you know, the real concern for me <clears throat> has been just how, how easy it has been for people to just uh, to go along, just go right along, pick up the, the face masks and get in line and, you know, put, put on the little ceremonial Facebook hashtag stay safe, hashtag stay at home, you know, hashtag, uh, you know, Hail great leader, you know, just it's it's uh, it's really sad because uh, to me, that's that's what is most disappointing about this whole experiment. <clears throat> this is really what this is. This is like a, a little experiment to see who is, uh, uh, you know, who's obedient, you know, who is obedient, who falls in line. And then the ones that don't, we can we see you, we can identify you. We you know we have all your your Google searches are all saved, your your Facebook stuff. You know unless you take the proper precautions and you know what's going on with the VPN type of world. But if you're not, then most people you know you even if people do use VPNs, it's not all the time because sometimes you got to turn those off. Virtual private uh, networks for folks that don't know what I'm talking about there but it is been really really sad to see so many people just just turn over and just say this this is how things are my you know my losing my business and don't have any money to do anything and things are you know I can't pay the rent or whatever it is but you know we got to stay safe when anybody that just thinks about this for just a moment just a couple seconds i mean can you just think about it for a moment i mean it it doesn't even if you believe in the things that they say are happening uh and if you even if you believe in all these the the what the media is pumping out there it in terms of just you know viruses and, and this kind of thing uh, still doesn't make any sense i mean it's still just based on the numbers they're sharing and i don't i'm not gonna litigate all of the different whistleblowers that's come out and the way that these whistleblowers that are people that are in the medical field folks that are virologists and doctors and working in emergency rooms and things like that and there's a number of folks that have come forward and have 
let people know that this does not make sense, that these numbers aren't representative of anything this is accurate that they continually just po- throw out it out there uh to cause so much fear and in our world what would happen if people were actually had the, the kind of fear that they have for walking you know walking out of the home without a face mask or getting too close to somebody closer than six feet away from somebody what if that was the kind of fear that they had for eating pus and mucus forming foods? What if that was the response when somebody brings out a, a pizza and it's, oh, ooh, I got I to gotta stay 10 feet away from that. That, that might infect me. That, that actually might kill me. That actually might make me sick. Stay away. I don't even want to smell it. Stay away. Somebody barbecuing next door. That's that's against the, you know, uh, barbecue distancing. Come on, shut that down. And we don't we don't need that air pollution and that stank pollution and that body toxicity pollution. Let's shut that down. You know, see that that's now we're talking about rational kind of thought, you know, that like the way that people look walking around in just this sort of just kind of angst and fear walking around I me. Mean, that's how I feel when I have to walk through the dairy section uh, in the cheese section at a supermarket that smells like 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 unwashed feet and behind people's ears. You know that people eating that, you know, that that fermented, oh, you know, just rotten uh, cow, a <laughs> cow, uh, you know, cow pit pus. Uh, you know, the dairy, you're going through the meat section. You know, today I walked by and, they, uh, and it, they have this big tub of meat that's right by the produce section at this uh, store I went to today. I'm like, man, get that out of here, man. This don't need this this big old thing of just a bunch of different whatever was in there, some kind of turkey breast, something something was in there. And, uh, I mean, that 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 that's a rational like okay stay away that i'm repulsed by that that's that should be the fear that should if there is a fear it should be you know so stay away from the ice cream stay away from the dead animal flesh stay away from the dairy that's not happening because i almost stopped and did a video of it and and i'm like man i don't even waste my time but there was went by a graders which is an ice cream kind of a famous ice cream shop i don't know how famous it is across the country but in the midwest uh this place called graders is a pretty pretty famous uh spot for ice cream and i I was was when i was kind of going to the store and i had to pass this graders and there had to be at least 30 cars in line so this graders actually had a drive-through window and so it looked like they weren't letting people come inside but you could go through the drive-through and there were 30 cars now i don't i think all that used to only have ice cream so if all of a sudden they have more than that or burgers or something like that i don't i don't know but as far as i know graders just has ice cream so there's 30 cars in line to get ice cream and people and these same people that are in in line to get this ice cream are wearing face masks around that do absolutely nothing except obstruct the air 
that you're trying to breathe. <laughs> and uh, there's another thing. I mean, you go f- find the doctors that are that are that are talking about that. Uh, the ones that are that are saying, "Well, this on, on there's there's so much wrong with it." Because on one hand, as small as a virus is, even if if that was a concern of yours, these little these face masks don't do nothing except obstruct your breathing. And somebody I, I forget who it was, but somebody in Facebook had tagged me on a com- on a comment that's actually kind of that was pretty good. That said, think about it like this: when you pass gas, you you got you know, like there's usually under might be underwear there jeans or some pants some kind of pretty firm material and you know if you pass gas and you're toxic you you're gonna smell you know you and the people that's in the room with you are gonna smell that uh so i i would ask, so i'll put this question out there for the virologist because i'm not a virologist i don't know these things so are are viruses smaller or bigger than the gaseous particles that you would let out when you pass gas <laughs> because no matter what you're wearing that's coming through that material so you could put gene you could have a gene <laughs> a face mask made of gene material and it's 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 not it's not doing anything and uh and so i know in, in some places uh, you're forced to wear them, you know, and, uh, we've, you know, we lucked out there is a lucked out. I shouldn't even say that we fought for the freedom to not wear face mask in Ohio and, and it worked. And, and I've been talking on this channel for a while about resistance, the power of resistance. You, some, you got to resist. If you just say nothing and do nothing and just try to like, try to stay quiet until Everything passes, and hopefully things will get back to normal. Things aren't going back to normal. And unless we resist, unless we speak up, use whatever platform you got, whatever, however you can do it, to resist, they can't make it that easy. We can't make it that easy for them to take all of these freedoms away from us because they won't come back. If we should, uh, those in the United States, if you learned anything from 9-11, quite a bit of freedoms that were taken away based on this f- hysteria and fear after an attack. And they didn't give, though, uh, they didn't give that back. You know, they didn't get, and it was done in a way where, uh, you know, and, and at this point, just assume that you're being talked to. If you're if you're on the phone, if you're having a c- private conversation on the computer, unless you really know how to deal with using softwares and technologies that allow you to increase the probability of privacy, uh, then you just have to assume that everything could could and will be made public. Everything will be sh- uh, can be shared. Don't do nothing that can be used against you because, uh, hey, just uh, I mean, that's that's how you have to think. And I'm surprised people still don't think like that, especially younger people who grew up with this technology should know that. You know, I mean, should 
and sometimes but but at the same time you don't understand when you in that that teenage mental spot <laughs> and uh and your decision making isn't very uh isn't always the best quite yet because your, your brain is still developing and i remember those a lot of the decisions i made back then so i'm glad that the internet in what what it is now uh when i was growing up is i probably had all kinds of weird stuff just like a lot of folks have this that would just be out there circulating but um but you know but now the the stakes are even higher now because now we're talking about we got to fight for our freedom and, and a lot of that is going to be in the public commons that happens online and through online mediums and things like that so so anyway, I, I've already got a bunch of videos where I get into talking about that, so I'm, I don't want to get go too far down that. But it's it's important to say that, uh, you know, and it's important to those of us that are on this page. You know, we gotta stick together. We gotta support each other, and that's why I ask you know how you doing. You know, and hopefully you're doing all right. You know, and you're making it through this time because this this is rough for everybody and like i said for us it's rough in the sense of this kind you know really seeing that they have done such a great job of deception deceiving the populace deceiving everybody uh so or the majority of people and uh you know propaganda is is on point man they they they're they're doing a good job. I mean, it's one of them things that, and strangely enough, where I will objectively give credit if if to those that if you have an agenda and you are able to execute that agenda with almost no resistance, uh, and, and you're not forced back to change change things, then you had a pretty good agenda. And that's why you know, brother, Air, we've been talking about we have to organize ourselves we have to put our agendas together uh and come together to execute them and uh and resistance has to be a big part of that uh that process or or like i said we just you know give it give it away you know people are just giving their freedom away um and it's in the other you know one of the tactics that they are using well is that they've always used well is the the divide and conquer classic you know cl- classic strategies uh but that divide and conquer strategy is uh, is working great and the way that they're doing it is with political ideology and so as long as they f- can frame since since there tends to be this this split a lot of people view you know have identified themselves as you know as conservative or identified themselves as 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 progressive or someone you know has called someone else liberal or you know and 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 these words are very problematic incredibly unsocial scientific uh and they're used now more than ever as uh as a way to attack other people and so I would like to see a much more sophisticated political dialogue take place that's not based on these little platitudes and talking points and trying to, you know, because if you are somebody that say if you identify yourself as conservative and then and you start attacking 
folks that's like, oh, that's those liberals, the liberal men, liberal media, you know, and you start going like that. I mean, you just you just basically put put a fence up like I don't want a coalition like you that that's that when you do that, that lets me know that you don't that you you don't understand that unless people come together, all of the uh, the, the oppressed people uh, uh, that's not the so-called one percent unless those folks come together around something, some kind of common ground then uh there's nothing nothing's just give your that that is tantamount to giving your freedom away it's gone already you just if that's how you're gonna be you know it's gone already and um you know so <sighs> so like maybe maybe another day we'll, we can get a little deeper into uh the, the political because i i love those discussions but they're they're the kind of discussions it's hard to have if if you're not ready you're not open to actually have a real dialogue, a real back and forth to define the terms. What do these terms mean and how are they being used against the populace? Because that's what's happening with all of these words. Every time someone says the word liberal, says the word conservative, progressive, whatever those word, whatever that is an instance where uh that that word is being used in a way to divide and and conquer and then it's very being very uh, being real successful with that and it's and it's challenging because it's like okay well how do, how else do you talk about it how what other words do you have to have and that's where you a little bit more sophistication in terms of analysis and understanding it you know most people have different viewpoints on different issues and that's totally cool you know there's none none wrong with that and we can have those have those conversations but uh so yeah so uh anyway that's that's the politics let's see what's going on in the in the chat here what's going on allison josh king Romeo chris raw food foot soldiers that people are concerned for their health and wear masks but that's where the knowledge and questioning ends yeah yeah that's where it ends and like i said it's because for us, when we see people eating pus and mucus forming foods with impunity, we kind of start thinking like, man, maybe the whole society is is suicidal. You know, don't don't care about life because that the actions show that life is not being cared for by the kind of food that people choose to eat. But we got to forget that a lot of people haven't woken up yet and been exposed to this information or if they have been exposed to it the addiction was too intense for them to consider really really taking this that serious that's one of the things that, that, that why when all this started happening you know me and brother air kind of kind of like the this idiots you know this idiocracy going on now because we get so so much where people will try to attack us or or say oh you you care to you know you're too worried about what you're eating and this kind of stuff and it's like well you you see me out here now i'm how, how worried am i about any any of this what not 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 one ounce of worry not one ounce of concern for catching 
whatever it is they say is, is going around. But people are out here going, the same people that criticize me for being so concerned about the food that I put into my body, they're so concerned about being obedient, about putting on the face mask, stay six to ten feet away. You know, so, so concerned and not only concerned for them, but concerned about snitching on other people, about make sure to police everybody else that no one breaks these uh, dictatorial decrees that nobody voted on, that somebody just, you know, hear ye, hear ye, I have made my decision. You shall <laughs> not come into uh, <laughs> into contact with another human being inside of ten feet. I mean, that's this is where we need a Mon- Monty Python sketch, you know, for the uh, for for the few of you that probably know who Monty Python is and get that reference. But that's where we need that kind of thing. <laughs> is this, you know, a decree that. <laughs> Henceforth, all will wear face masks, except except for me and and the other members of my crew. But all of you wear your face masks. So it's it's some shenanigans going on. But um, hopefully, you guys were able to check out my my the top ten video I just released a couple days ago. Top ten worst mucus forming foods. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Uh, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into that video. I had thought about doing that for a long time. I mean, you can go, obviously one of the, a lot of people first video they ever see of me is the, uh, the old top 10 list that I had made back kind of early on. Like before I created mucus free life, I mean, I was just kind of putting some stuff out there, but I was kind of new to, you know, people like top 10 lists and that kind of thing. And so, uh, I just never really got around to doing more of them. I'd always, from back then, I had that thought to do them, but they do take a lot of time to, to produce. And uh, so it was one of those things where I just wanted to find the right time and be like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm going to do the top 10. And there's a, there's a few others that I, uh, uh, that I'm, planning on coming out with soon i'm working on the top 10 favorite uh mucus free foods and uh, hope to put put that out pretty soon and then i also have the uh 10 steps uh for beginning the mucus's diet healing system or it'll be titled better than that but it's basically 10 steps to take you from hearing about the mucus's diet healing system to getting started with it, you know, and just, just that, that kind of thing. And, uh, so that's coming out. Another video that I'm working on is it's a concept I've had for a while to do, uh, uh, you know, a day, a day in the life of eating or, you know, one of those, what I eat in a day on the mucus's diet video, but it's more like, really like a webinar like a little seminar where I go through different stages uh because one of the reasons it was always hard to do a video like that and why I 
resisted doing something like that is because it changes. The way that I eat now is different from five years ago. And five years ago, I was different from 10 years ago. Uh, it's, it's changing, but over time and when, you know, I've been putting together this concept in my head of maybe the first three years or the first three, three to five years that, that this is a common and, and to break that down. So to break it down into like clusters of years uh, uh, that progress over time and then within those have three different meal types so there's the the uh, uh the f- kind of the fasting level the mucus free level and the mucus lean level and what a common menu might look like in that mode and see and that's what i mean about the complexity of hey, just thinking about it and it's not it's just, like I don't want it to be that complex, but when I think about it and how to explain it, it it is. It it's it's not the 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 simplicity of practicing is one thing. So you don't have to look at it like that, but when you when people want to know, well what do you eat in a day? It's like I I mean I I can't tell you what I I mean I could tell you what I I ate today, but it will have zero it will give you zero help in my opinion and in, in many cases it will harm you it will do you a disservice to tell you what i ate today 17 years into practicing the mucus's diet because it's not representative or reflective of what i ate in those first few months the first five years the first 10 years it, it and that's the whole point of the transition is it progressively transitions and changes over time and so, so I want to make a video, uh, and I'm still putting it together in my head exactly how I want to do it. But uh, that's you know that that's something that I, I definitely want to uh, want to do. And I have a number of other top ten lists as well that I've been uh, been thinking about doing. And uh, I like the poll model. I like doing those polls in the in the Mucus's Diet uh, Healing System group. Uh, Facebook support group so um, we're gonna we'll keep keep moving forward with that and uh let's see what else is going on what's going on Sorry, Nicholas I don't understand. Ah, it's weird um so uh one thing I want to talk about was I have uh, unless a whole <laughs> unless a bunch of people just unsubscribe please don't do that but uh, uh I have over 15 thousand subscribers here on on uh, on youtube and so i want to take a moment to thank every last one of you that's uh, i know some of you have been there from the uh, from the beginning you know the early days there's probably coming around or probably already passed uh some kind of anniversary or you know youtube birthday uh i'd have to look as i don't even know but uh but i know i some of my early videos were, you know, is when I started the channel, it was really initially about my uh, my band at the uh, Breath Aaron Ensemble, and but all, there, I had all other interests, you know, wanted to uh, you know, put together like little documentaries and would put little just little videos together that music and interviews and that kind of stuff, but it was something to 
just uh, you know, just participating. You know, that was the early days of YouTube. You know, YouTube was brand new, and so it was really it felt good compared to now because it was it was kind of the wild west. I mean, there was freedom there. You know, it wasn't you didn't have to worry about them taking your video down unless you put something out there really really just just totally objectionable but you can say what you want do what you want you wouldn't be demonetized you know there was just it was a different different day you know different vibe back then you know 2007 2008 on youtube and uh and you know and and i know that sometimes i'll look and i'll be like man i should you know i want to have more more subscribers and, and that kind of thing and you know and it's it's one of those where as, as brother air says when <laughs> you have to judge the mucus's diet world you sort of have to judge our stuff uh, in terms of the popularity a little different because if when we get a video that has like 200 views that's that would be like 200,000 views in a in a mainstream type of uh, type of context and, uh, and there's a number of things I, I've been very aware that you know, there's just some stuff I just don't want to do that would make me more popular or make the channel you know I, I'm you know the top 10 list that that's that I can do that you know that that kind of thing but um, you know there there's just stuff that it's it's a little easier now than even was back then because if I don't agree uh, you know, just just certain things that just just don't work because we have totally have a different way to look at so many things when it comes to nutrition concepts, when it comes to fa- fasting concepts. All these, you know, there's a number of different communities, and and some of them blow up. Uh, and but I didn't want to do that because what I, I've seen a number of communities blow up and then fizzle out. You know, they burn real hot and it's like, man, everybody's into this and it then they disappear and it's it's just a fad. And uh and mucus diet healing system doesn't need to be a fad, you know, it needs to be a lifestyle. So that's why I call it mucus free life. You know, it's about the about the lifestyle. And uh let's see here. What's what's going on in chat now? I see what's going on, Nicholas. Mr. Hall says they make us wear masks so we can't speak. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's going on out there. So, uh, but anyway, you know, I do want to just thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, you know, it means a lot. You know, this it's it's been a it's been an interesting road. You know, out, out here on the on the YouTube, but uh, and, and I'm hoping that we can uh you know just just do do some stuff you know I'm, I'm working on some stuff and just uh if you can help me out and help us out and just whenever you're compelled to do so share the videos uh give them a like you know subscribe if you're not subscribed and uh and we're just gonna keep staying consistent that's the been the thing that we always talk about in terms of practicing the mucus diet is the consistency because that's what we don't see in a lot of people's practice, uh, they don't, they're, they're, they're not consistent with what they're doing over time because they, they're for a number of reasons, usually because they're trying to go real fast or they're trying to skip over, uh, the transition or they're trying to mix and match a lot of different healing modalities and concepts and diet concepts and, 
uh, you know, it's just people are making it harder on themselves than it needs to be. Uh, and it's already challenging enough to not make it even harder with all this mental gymnastic kind of thing of trying to fit mucus's diet healing system into all of this other other stuff all these different things and uh, and i know it's tough because most people hear about the mucus's diet secondarily they hear it after they've already been into something else or they've already checked out and sort of been interested in veganism or raw foodism or fruitarianism or something and then they hear about the mucus's diet you know and arnold Eric's work and and so uh, but you but you got to make that decision. You have to say, okay, what you know, what what do you want to do? You know, because I, I, I as I have in my book, Spirit Speaks, and I say, don't straddle the barbed wire fence. Because what is there was you know, every once in a while, I'll get questions from people that want to try to you know they want to dabble with the mucus's diet, but they might have some serious illnesses or be taking a lot of pharmaceutical medications or something like that and they'll want to try to find a way to you know add a little bit of mucus's diet in their life but at the same time they're you know they're too scared to move away from whatever else they were dealing with and and these other modalities and things like that and so i'm just more of a person say okay if you're going to do that other thing like really whatever you're going to do master it so if you're going to do the mucus diet healing system, dedicate yourself and master that system. If you're going to try to do a particular person's raw food thing, then then master master that sit, you know. And that's where you have to be careful what you select cuz is there enough there to have something to master? Cuz that's the thing, that's what's different with us. We're not it's not about just a, you know, kind of a weekend cleanse or a quick intermittent fast or you know this is about the lifestyle and and there's enough you know when you read the books of you know that Arnold Eric put out and you know and then now we're contemporary authors like myself that we uh you know have put out works that try to contribute to the uh the overall canon you know of of the uh you know of of the work of the mucus free works uh, you you see, there's a lot to dig into. I mean, there's because you you got your 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 what to eat kind of stuff, but then you know sophisticated fasting approach that's different from the uh, fasting things that's out here. Is that's why it's called rational fasting? Is is not an extreme kind of approach. Uh, it, it's there's just a lot of the metaphysical side. You can if if you are drawn to that, you can. That's its own study. Getting into well, what did Eric mean when he made a statement that humans are not descended from the ape family, you know, and and basically challenges and rejects the evolution concept. Well, what's what does that do, or what's that mean? Where where does that if you meditate on that concept? Because he don't discuss it in depth but there but that's what i mean by there's enough to dig into there's all kinds of things to research and check out and think from another angle when you go down this path and that's why i'm always this this is a path for the for the 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 researchers and the in the 
uh, the people that really are interested in trying to find the truth that that aren't scared of doing a little bit of work that's not scared to do a little bit of research and do a little bit of reading and uh, you know a- asking questions that nobody else asks you know that's that's the pioneering nature of of this path uh, you know it's yeah it would be easier you know as as more people join it it gets easier and easier because that's just how these things work but uh, when I look at some of the other things that are more popular, they it's like everything is already kind of set up. Like all your belief system is already put together. Like this is what you believe. You don't. They're they're not encouraging you to really research or study anything. Just believe this. You know, here's the terminology you should use. Here's this is you know like the secret code word to be a part of the thing. And and, and then these fads. That's how they they work. They roll. Uh, where and then when you talk and say something that's against the the grain, then you know you get kicked out or immediately muted or something like that. And I've always tried my best to have a very liberal approach when it comes to having these dialogues. As long as they stay respectful, there's no need to attack each other and you know talk, you know you know be real negative about each other you know there's to me that 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 compassion to is what i want the community to be about and i know it's not always like that you know but but there has to be patience to allow people to evolve into that because you know and sometimes folks are coming from some of the raw i just communities that i that i've noticed uh that that compassion is is lost it's like and there's vegans that do that thing too you know it's like there's just not a there's not a compassion and an understanding for where people are coming from you know in the in the addiction and so there's that that shame you know and so there's there's a difference between doing something that's like shock and all that kind of will shock people and kind of wake up and be like what you know and get get people's attention and just sort of you know attacking for the sake of just attacking like oh you you got to get on this side if you're not doing this you gotta blah 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 you know it's like i don't know so that's just a that's just a personal thing for me and i've all you know i've went out of my way sometimes to try to give people an opportunity that would say things in for instance like the facebook group that would say things or you know, disagree or say things that were obviously not in line with Eric's ideas and philosophies. But, you know, I would I do my best just give that latitude. And I expect the community to come in and, and gently and respectfully inform, you know, if something is like if, if there's a, a difference of opinion and uh, for you to share your opinion, then there might be somebody else that has a little a different opinion, you know. But, you know, I'm somebody that has uh, as naive as this might be of me. And it might be, you know, I don't if I if I acknowledge anything that's kind of that would be the little naive part. It's, you know, I, I truly believe that dialogue and real dialogue has the potential to transform people that Socratic dialogue you know that old you know go read you know plato's all the old you know plato's republic or just you know those old but those dialogues that model uh 
of two people starting off with totally different viewpoints and through a process of question, answer, thought, response, question, you know, through that process, uh, both people can leave with different opinions because the only way that a dialogue can happen is you have to be open to be, have your thoughts and your opinions changed through the process of the dialogue and and so that's 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 just to me and but but you have to know how to do that there's a logic to that there's a logic to being able to have those type of discussions and uh and so i've you know try as hard as i can to try to foster that in in the uh, in the music diet group and uh, and so there's there's a lot of number of things that you know in terms of uh my thing is so if you know that you have uh you know a difference of opinion i'm cool with yeah you know say that but there's a way there's really a way to do it that still respects what's happening and so somebody posts something and i'll do this in other groups that aren't mucus's diet you know because i don't go to other groups and, and 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 not deal with the content that they're talking about at all you know i try to make uh, at least some kind of reference to what's going on there and connect it uh, in a way to, you know, to the content of that group. But at some point, you know, we're going to be talking about Mucus's diet. You know, it's going to be the solution probably for whatever the discussion is there. But uh, to me, that that's important, you know, to, to not shame people. I'm now pushing people to study and pushing, you know, the... Uh, when I was younger, around, you know, in high school, you know, I had some folks that were uh, some older, you know, not, they weren't elders, they were maybe, you know, eight years older than me or something like that. And so, but they had been through a process that's really part of a community. Uh, There's a particular, they call it, you know, the black consciousness community, but there's, there's a number of different books and things that, that you get introduced to if you go down this path, if you know some of these folks and one of the things, and this was a, a you know, a friend that I respected, an older, uh, I guess he was maybe eight, he wasn't that much older, but you know, eight, nine years or something. But, uh, but he was you know, real smart. He'd be like, man, okay, this is a smart dude. And he used to t- tell me, he, he would be like, uh, he would start talking about a book as if I'd already read it. Like I should have already known about the book and had already read it. And then when I kind of look at him like, yeah, like I don't, or he asked me a question about it and I'm like, well, I, I haven't read that book yet. He, then that, that social reinforcement of he, where he's just like surprised, like what, you haven't read that book yet? Are you serious? Are you serious? You have not read this book that I'm bringing up right now. Well, all right, man, Hey, you better read it this weekend. And then I'm going to ask you about it on Monday. And so that's, that's a way to, you know, there that didn't shame me. You know, it was sort of using a little bit of, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, like, oh man, I can't believe you didn't read that book yet. Well, hey, if you want to get hip, if you want to be cool and you want to be educated, hey, go read that and then we'll talk about it next month, you know, next, you know, in a couple days. Uh, and that, and that's, that's how I read first, you know, wasn't school. And it was this relationship that I had with with people like this. That's how I read Plato's Republic. That's how I read, uh, 
autobiography of Malcolm X and uh, this this uh, Marcus Garvey reader and the you know watched a, a bunch of different documentaries. You know, it was based on that kind of social reinforcement. So that and that's what I try to foster in terms of you know not just shaming people or attacking people saying hey you got it but it's but what like a lot of folks are doing now you know which which i like in in the group is just saying well hey have you read the mucus of diet <laughs> because you know once people start quoting the mucus of diet then you know all right now we're having a conversation you can say okay what what point are you trying to make back it up you know like say, say it in your own words back it up with a quote you know, and then, you know, ask your question or make your statement or whatever, you know. So it's just an elevated dialogue that I, I try to push the community to get to that. And it's it's not easy. It, it hasn't been easy over the years. But it's, uh, you know, instead of those those rallying kind of red meat type of that I've seen in some of the some of these groups uh instead of that it's like you know i like to see real real dialogues and it is it's interesting when people have different opinions you know there's people in there that don't agree i don't agree with everything that eric says there's people in the group that don't agree with uh, different things and some people may like oh, i don't i i agree with the, with the eating part and food combinations but they might still believe in some nutritional concepts I don't care you know i'm not i'm not gonna shame them for that we just we look at the th- stuff differently i'm cool with that and and i want other i hope other people can be cool with that too uh the key, the only key with those and to me that the art of the dialogue there's an art to that it's just not talking and you know this this text message culture is just so ridiculous just the whole just, just those type of conversations just just like you know lol hey this and that oh haha you know it's like uh, that kind of stuff and you know and i'll throw an lol out there sometimes or i you know have fun with the bitmojis and that kind of stuff but when it's time to have you know real conversation sometimes it's like people hadn't even learned how to do that yet they're not really taught to, to to do that you know the twitter culture with the however many characters i mean to me that's why i can't i just i have a twitter account but it is I mean, I, I'm not on there. I don't do nothing. You know, there's, I have hardly any, I mean, there's posts because I think I got some things automated where if I post one place, it'll post it on the Twitter. But uh, in terms of, I mean, I just can't stand to not be able to say, to type what I want to say to get my whole idea out there. Uh, you know, and it's it's like, yeah, yeah, I just, and it's, 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 it's interesting you know to me it's, it's interesting the different platforms that people choose to go on because there's some people that are hardcore twitter folks you know in certain communities that you know it's like a whole twitter thing and they're not as much on facebook or as much on instagram or you know those other platforms but yeah i just i can't stand twitter that whatever main characters that's ah, that's just ridiculous it's like if i was going on there just to write poetry That'd be like if it was just a if Twitter was like a just a poetry, but even then you know I like long you know poems and prose and that kind of stuff and so that that doesn't even work. But um, let's see here, Q, what's going on, Q? Q says I'm in two vegan groups. Today I posted my first picture of a mucus's veggie meal. 
Uh, I'm going to be that guy, not posting the processed items uh, when I post on there. Yeah, that's that's what's up, you know, and that's a, that's a good approach, yeah, where you just kind of, you know, posting it up and not even saying nothing about it. It's just like, oh, yeah, check out my, my mucus-free, you know, whole, whole, whole foods plant-based, I guess, is the, the term that folks use now, you know, whole, whole food plant-based. Um, as I say, mucus diet, the original plant-based, mucus-free, the original plant-based diet the original vegan diet you know the original of any type of you know that had a transitional methodology that people could use to transition themselves off of pus and mucus forming foods um, you know which are you know the animal based stuff is the pus forming things and uh so so yeah so that's uh that's what's going on with that. So, what else? Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna be breaking a fast uh, tomorrow. I generally, you know, I don't talk a whole lot about my fast or when I am fasting. I usually don't really, you know, I don't come out and say, "Hey, I'm fasting," or I I certainly don't say how may, how long I'm gonna fast. Uh, to me, that 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 type of thing kind of goes against. Eric's methodology you know it's a I really like his philosophy of check in with yourself every day it's a, a day by day type of thing as opposed to like okay I'm going to do a 10 day fast instead of doing that you just a day at a time how you feeling today are you you know and you there's things to do in terms of the the system if, if you're gonna be if you're drinking something what what uh, what are you drinking you know there's the the fasting drinks uh, that are recommended in the book but uh you know what 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 is the the best you know just the the best way to do it i years and years ago it made sense to me to to not announce to everybody that uh that i'm fasting uh and not to talk about it until uh i've already done it and there's sometimes where I'll, I'll have fasted for a long period of time and I won't tell one person until I've already broken it. And then I'll be like, yeah, I just, you know, I just did a two month fast or whatever, you know, and I don't promote. And this is the other thing is I don't promote long term fasting. Uh, so there's it's one of those things where I, you know, I want to share I want to share things that are going to be beneficial and helpful for other people. And I'm not sharing for me, you know, I, I have, I don't have to tell one person that I'm fast. I could care less. I don't have like some people want to share that because it's, it's, you know, that's kind of a, just makes them feel good. Like they're, they're proud of it. I don't, I don't, to a certain extent, I don't have a problem with that. When, when the ego takes over and that becomes the reason that you're trying to fast for a long time, because you want to share that, uh, that's, that's a problem. That's, that's real. That's a big problem, but uh, but to just share, you know, just say, hey, but but I've learned early on there was, you know, people it, it, you get more real sensitive to energies and, and more, you know, if you don't start if you're not naturally an empath, uh, if you don't start off like that, as you get into the fasting process, you can get deeper and deeper into that where you're more and more sensitive and if you're not always like that, if you're not the type of person that's always that sensitive, then it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, it can be kind of jarring and, 
just it, it's like energies are so much more of a you know just of an issue you know so much more of a of a thing and what would happen to me would i back and this is just the early days and say so i just i just developed a habit where i would start a fast and then you know i might tell a couple people and it would all it would be such a weird energy that would come back even sometimes with folks that knew about the diet uh it would just instead of just kind of like a support you know kind of that you know uh, uh, that a boy you know or something like you you know which is what I was looking for then is like you know I just wanted someone to be like hey well that's cool you know I didn't I didn't need a lot I didn't need a big you know but just like oh wow that's that's interesting you know that's cool but instead of just some simple support it would be you would just, you just get weird weird stuff just weird reactions and so I just was like okay you know what I'm not gonna talk about them <laughs> just, when I'm fasting I'm not bringing it up I'm not talking about it uh or at least you know, I'm not offering that until you know if somebody if it comes up naturally in a conversation I'm not going to I'm not going to hold it back and lie or or something like that uh so if it comes up and there's no other way for me to spin it or to not talk about it uh you know then I'll then it again it comes up you know cause sometimes you know people from out somewhere and I'm fasting and Someone offers food and be like, oh, no, thank you. And then, okay, here we go. It's like, oh, man, well, hey, we, we got fruit. Why don't you, you know, oh, I'm good. I, pr- I appreciate you thinking of me and everything, but, you know, I'm, I'll pass right now. I'm, and it's like, well, what would you what'd you eat today? It's like, well, and that's usually what it does because I still don't offer <laughs> that I'm fasting until they as they say, well, what would you eat today? I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not really eating right now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm drinking juices and things uh, on some certain days but i'm not eating and then then more questions follow that and like ah oh, well what what do you mean you're, you're not eating anything you're just what you're just, well you know I'm, I'm fasting right now you know i've been fasting like ah oh, well how long have you been fasting well I'm, you know i've been fasting for i don't know some days or months or how whatever it is uh at that in that time because to me like the time is not really a that's not it's not impressive to me, you know. It's after I mean I've I've hung out with Brother Air all this time and so, you know, that that was you when oh year after year after year I witnessed somebody doing nine and a half month long fast and forty day dry periods and that kind of stuff. It's like the length that's not you know, that that's not going to be something that just that wows me, you know, where I'm like, Wow, that's a long time, you know. It's like, yeah, not really. It's uh now I will be impressed when I hear somebody had a really good effective breakage of their fast. You know, they broke it at the perfect time and had a great elimination and then maintained total control as they started to eat. Like that's when I will be very impressed because to me that's the whole that's the whole thing, you know, in terms of the fast is is the the breaking of the fast and very very important. I mean, the most important part of the fast is breaking the fast and then maintaining control over the ne- those next several days. You know, what a lot of people end up doing because they are not really following Eretz rational fasting methodology. Some of the other methodologies that are out there definitely become more prone to having people break the fast with questionable things in the first place, uh, but then lo- totally lose control and 
they're then they're looking for all kinds of mucus. They you know they break the fast because before that they were feeling good and they weren't really hungry. Then all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, I better. They for one thing they'll fast too long. That's one reason why I'm I'm gonna I'm breaking it tomorrow. I I couldn't decide if I was gonna break it today or tomorrow. So I could have broke it today, but instead. I went, you know, did me an enema. I've been doing these throughout the whole fast. So I did 15 days at that fasted. I think this is my 15th day of uh, of a juice fast. If you are someone that doesn't believe in juice fast, then call it a juice feast, whatever. But um, according to, you know, Eric's methodology, it's pretty much just I do that down to the down to the letter in terms of the amount of juice. Uh, I think I had one one day I made some uh, some vegetable broth just right just right out the book. I mean I just just read the got it sitting here just uh, our our edition of rational fasting for physical mental and spiritual rejuvenation. Uh, a lot of the principles and the things are also found in the mucus diet healing system. There's a little little overlap uh, there, but uh, but yeah, but it, it was it was real good, and I didn't set out too fast this 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 long. It, it, I mean, it's this isn't long to me, but for some people, this is real long. If you've never done a fast longer than a day or two days, then then that might you know seem impressive to you. But the uh, my my main thing is it, if if I was if I had this thing in my head that that I'm that people have and I might have used to have years ago but I I I nip that in the bud real quick but there's that kind of thing of of feeling like okay I gotta I gotta fast you know pushing pushing yourself to fast longer and longer you know and and I'm just not a fan of that type of of pushing yourself like that not with the fast uh you want to maintain control when you push yourself like that and you it's not that you can't keep fasting sometimes, but if you do, the longer you go, and this is where the art of it comes in. It's an art form because it is hard to say, well, how do you know when to break it is, is the common question. And that's, it's, it's hard to answer that because that is an individual thing. For me, I can talk about my experience. And because I've done so much fasting over the years, I can tell when I'm at a point where it's like, well, I could continue to, to get, I could continue to fast if I if I had a reason to. Like if I was going through and started going through an elimination, if this fast triggered an elimination, and I was blowing my nose, coughing up mucus, having really bad headaches or something like that. I wouldn't be breaking this fast. I would be continuing the fast. I would. I might up the enemas probably i go from doing one enema a day to two enemas a day uh, i've been getting boxes of lemons again like the old days so that's that's really when, that's when i started to fail literally was i got I, I found a place that had good prices on boxes of lemons i went and i bought me a box of lemons a box of the lemons that was like 30 bucks or 28 bucks or something for the box of lemons got a box of oranges and then that and I didn't even buying those I had no clue I was going to start fast and I did not plan on that because I had at the same time I bought that I'd also bought some salad stuff but my body kind of flipped me into fast mode once I because I, I got into these that had been a while since I really was doing 
lemon juice enemas with that much lemon juice. Because uh, I was, I juiced, these were the big lemons and I was juicing about uh, like 10 of those, which is kind of like juicing like 15 or 16 of the smaller ones. And, uh, uh, and, and with those, with, so with those, I don't use a citrus juicer. I use a centrifuge juicer. Uh, I cut off just the outer rind so the white is still there so it's still potent you know it's still got that uh not as potent if you just leave the rind on you know if you do the the 100 lemon rind but it's still way more potent than the citrus uh than just using a citrus juicer so uh so that kind of that's kind of springboarded me in and once i was a couple days in then i was kind of like okay well i'm I got started getting that feeling back. You know, there's that fasting feeling that you start to like, okay, I'm here, you know, welcome, welcome home. Yeah, that's what it feels. It's kind of what it feels like. It's like okay, I'm you know, welcome, welcome home. I'm back, you know, I'm back for, for a while. And I just, I start kind of chilling in terms, you know, to create creatively. I can do, you know, I can usually do things, you know, creative things or projects and that kind of stuff. But I will have a tendency sometimes to not want to, you know, not be as social, you know, or not call as many people or go and hang, you know, I'll just, I'll start experiencing so much peace. It's, I don't even want to, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, I, I don't, the, some people would want to share that. And, and I guess, like I said, because of having bad experiences years ago in the beginning, I just created these personal rules fasting rules for myself where i just I, I just don't talk about it especially not in the early maybe you know if i'm 10 or 12 days into a fast or something then i might mention it to the closest people uh around me or something like that but uh and that's when, once i'm in the groove once i'm like okay i'm i'm i'm, I'm know what this is about now but when you know in them first couple of days it can it's like it can go in a lot of different directions and so you want to be open but uh, but you know, it was, I, it'd been a, been a while since I kind of really shut it down and I didn't really shut it down. Like I used to, when I say shut it down, I got it also got in the habit in, I guess more so over the past eight years, maybe or something, but I would fast and, and then have as almost <laughs> as little human contact as possible. So I'm just not you know, talking to folks and hanging out. I'm just, I, I get so much peace. I can't talk about it. You know, it's one of them things. It's like when you try to express that level of, of peace and tranquility, I don't got words for that. I can't, it's, it's almost, I me. Mean, it feels like, and then people want to hear, well, what, what was good about, you know, what, what's good about the fast rack? I mean, and you know, people want to hear about like, great physical strength and all that kind of like, well, I fasted and I, I did a, you know, as Aaron did is, you know, 50, 56 hour walk and, you know, whatever, like that kind of stuff. And for me, it's just like, I don't have a lot to share because it's, it's just peace. It's just straight peace and tranquility. And, and you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know, you know, I mean, we can, <laughs> I don't know how to share that other than, you know, play some music and, you know, just hang out and just vibe. But, um, but that's, but once I start going down into that, then I just want to focus on that. You know, I'm doing a lot of breath work, a lot of just 
the reflection, you know, reflecting and pondering and just going on these, just like these personal adventures. And, and that's where I, I get a lot of insight for people that find me insightful or interesting to listen to or whatever. I mean, it's like a lot of that comes from that type of experience, that type of practice. It's not just trying to fast for the sake of fasting for a long period of time. Like I often say, why are you fasting? What's the purpose? You know, so the purpose for me this time was, you know, I needed, I needed a physiological reset. I needed to hit the reset button longer than just a couple days. Like I said, I didn't plan that. I didn't know that I was going to keep going uh, for, for, for a couple weeks. You know, I just thought, in fact, after five days, I came real close to breaking. I was like, okay, it's been five days. It's been cool. And then what happened? There was something that happened that caused me to just keep going. Um, I don't even remember what it was at this point, but something just basically directed me and said, nah, just, just keep, keep going. You know, get a little bit, not, nothing crazy. Let's keep rolling. And, uh, and so when we come to the end of it now where I'm like, okay, I'm going to break it. Uh, it's, I'm at a point where I could, I can start to feel it's like, I, I'm just still feeling good, but I can, I, it's, it's like a little bit more waste circulation. I can just kind of feel it, you know, in, in my blood. I can see it, you know, in the enemas, you know, there's stuff, uh, uh, you know, cause I've been, I've had good, you know, good old fashioned slime coming out and almost every, every enema, you know, I got in, uh, and, you know, I thought about at one point I almost posted a couple. I took a picture of a couple of them and I was about to post it. And I was like, eh. but that's what I mean by that peace and tranquility. It's kind of like I'm not really in the sharing type of mood mode at the moment. You know, I'm just enjoying feeling great and don't necessarily want to, you know, I don't want that broken. You know, that's that's why, you know, sometimes it's good to ha- have the little social media fast or, you know, kind of. You know, is when you open yourself up using, especially on the social media and, and and you're in the fasting space, you know, you're opening yourself up to all kinds of strange energies that you can't, you can't control those energies. Uh, but if you are, you know, in your space and in controlling, because that, that's the thing is learning how to control because that all from social media to the type of people that you let be in your life and around you, you know, you, you got to take responsibility for that. You know, so many people want to blame other people and say, Oh, these people did such and such or that kind of thing. I'm saying, man, take responsibility. You control who you're talking to, who you're letting into your life to a certain extent. Uh, not, you know, you, you got, you got your family and use certain things that are you connected to, by blood uh but when it comes to social media and it comes to all that there's you don't have to be on there you know you don't have to be friends with all of you know a bunch of people that you uh that that might disagree or attack you or just be whatever just not making you feel like there's no you don't have to do that you know, you don't, and these are all choices. Now, the only reason I'm on Facebook, honestly, is because that it, it does give me an opportunity to share Mucus's diet healing system and my music. Uh, and so for me, it's a, 
it, it is it's it's part of my job like literally not and most people it's and that's not unless you have a business and that's part of what you're doing but for me as, a, as an educator and you know minister of information is what i the title i took for myself years and years ago back around 2007 uh i was i am I'm, I'm gonna be the minister of information and uh i to find those documents i forget what you know i gave brother brother air a title you know we were kind of you know it was way before all this you know we just are thinking in terms of what role are you playing at, at the uh meetup the other day that was something that i had brought up i was saying well what what role do you pl- are you supposed to be playing and to me that's one thing that i'm very happy that i was able to do is was find my purpose find the role that i'm supposed to be playing right now and when you plug into it then and you you know you don't there's no questioning when you really plug into what you're supposed to be doing and the role that you're supposed to be playing, you know, you know, you know it. Some people search their entire lives. They look, they look for that. They're like, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? What's, what's my role? Uh, some people might think that their role is one thing, but they're, they're not open to having a total different kind of thing be introduced to them, a total different role. Because, um, I, like I said, you go back, I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that I would be doing this, you know, at this point in my life. Uh, but that was that that was the role that was bestowed upon me and I accepted it. And, you know, we're here today. Um, but I encourage you to and, and everybody to, you know, find your role. What, what are what are you bringing to the table? What what is it that you can do that can elevate the movement, you know, elevate yourself? Uh, your family, your bloodline, you know, transform the blood, uh, you know, the, the role. So that's, that's something I've been meditating on and been thinking more about in terms of less for myself, but more for, to, for other people, you know, I, I'll have certain themes, you know, for a couple of years ago, I had the theme of uh, don't be hard on yourself. Cause all those themes are all relevant to this. Like, don't be hard on yourself. Cause there was a lot of that going on where people were just, so hard on themselves that they, they couldn't fast properly or they're eating some mucus that they don't think is good and all this kind of stuff. And as I try to explain in some videos, I, I'm fairly intense when it comes to the studying and the thinking for yourself and that, that intellect element of this thing. I'm aggressive there in terms of as an educator in terms of sharing this information uh i'm not going to tell you what to think but i will tell you that protein is a theory you know and vitamins are a theory and they're theories that uh, calorie is a theory and i will encourage you to study the history of those theories and then decide for yourself i don't care if you believe in that but you 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 can't uh you can't say you believe in those things but you don't know the history not not for me in terms of if you're going to have a conversation with me and you say well i believe in i i believe in calories you know i believe in you know that it's like well, well why 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 you believe in calories well because i mean so much of people's education are based on commercials 
know, people trying to sell you stuff. And, uh, you know, is, is that the, the, so much of the nutrition concepts that people deal with are based on this, this real deep history of being told faulty is that you start off with a faulty theory and then it it just that butterfly effect it turns into something that's so complex and so wrong and messed up that if you try to make arguments based on a contemporary kind of theories or the or that kind of work on it I mean, that's, a, that's going to be a waste of time. But if you go back to the source of where that comes from, uh, where these, these theories and these ideas come from, and do a little bit of critical thinking for yourself. Trace how, okay, here's the original idea. How did it come to be prevalent and accepted today and accepted by most people as fact as opposed to a theory? You know, that's uh, something that, uh, uh, you know, something that can can help us to start to unwind the many many years of and generations of of misinformation uh, or information that are totally in concepts totally based on faulty theories and in and, and info. It's just uh, and uh, one thing I was doing this. Uh, couple with uh, a few of the folks that were still left so you know the meetups sometimes go real late uh so they'll you know so some people you know be on there for a couple hours but then there'll be a group of folks usually that stay on you know the meetup uh real late and i think it was pretty late in one of the meetups and i was uh i started bringing up uh, these old commercials let me uh let me see if i can if i can share let me see here so uh so when I was making the the top 10 uh the top 10 list I I was, I was finding all these old uh commercials uh to use and and for me I always add a little extra critical thinking to it and one of the reasons why I'm so into studying history study and and try to 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 understand and that's where the empathy can come from when you understand how deep the psychology goes it's so i understand why it's i can't just tell people uh calories don't exist it's a made-up theory it's a wrong theory practice the mucus diet that's not going to be enough because people have generations and generations not just you growing up as a child overhearing these concepts so that they just become a part of your dna for lack of a better concept but your parents went through that you know, so you go back and you, you look at the, so I'm actually, I'm going to share this now. So this is, uh, I think this is the, uh, we'll watch the full commercial. And I thought about doing videos like this where I just do a whole video where we just watch things and analyze it and, and kind of, uh, or review it if people are scared of the word analysis. But uh, I, I found all these bread, old bread commercials. And so I think this is a sun, sunbeam bread commercial and uh, I just had a little bit of it that was in the top 10, but uh, we'll, we'll watch. Uh, I don't know if this is the one that I picked or not, but let's, let's see here. Hee hee hee. 
Yeah, so I, <laughs> it's there's so much stuff in there. You, the breads you need for energy. So, th- but so it's it's like yeah, yeah. We commercials, blah blah blah. But think about how deep that's getting put in there. This is one of thousands of commercials on from from bread to the milk and all that kind of stuff. Think about that. You might not have been born yet, but maybe your parents were or your grandparents and maybe they were kids or maybe they were adults, but and they were listening to this. And this is how these concepts get embedded because it's a generational thing. And so it so you got to transition. That's why I'm always encouraging you to read and study, analyze, because you, you got this work to do. To let go, to, to, to find the truth yourself, to discover it yourself. It, it doesn't do me any good. I mean, I could, I could read you the histories of these theories, and I'll talk about some of it in, in uh, my book, Spirit Speaks, uh, just, to, it just on a real basic level, just to kind of expose people to, to thinking differently. But there's work that, that you got to do, you know, to really to get into this and say, okay, well, this is... This this doesn't make sense. See, I think this is the one that I think this is the one I used in the top ten. That fresh energy you need, Peppy, with white bread. <laughs> oh yes, hop along, Cassidy. Ah, a letter. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get such a such a kick out of that so that 1950s wholesome American thing. You know that that uh, it's it's like this this uh, false positivity. You know this this upbeat kind of you know everything is great. You know and of course that's that's part of the whole commercial kind of thing. But to watch these and really break them down and start to understand where you know there you know where these things are coming from in terms of why you believe like why do you think eating white bread <laughs> for people that would think that why why do you think that e- eating white bread would give you energy um you know where where would that come from uh let's see let's see here's a mother what's this oh yeah Giant ball, tittle back to pass, here it comes, a new giant pass, Fisher's Training Table Bread, official bread of the New York Giants. So do as the Giants and pass Training Table Bread around your table for balanced protein for extra play power. Keep fit like the New York Giants with Training Table Bread by Fisher. Uh, did, did you catch that? Bal- for your ba- balanced protein. Well, what, the, what does that mean? Well, nobody asked. Nobody, like you know, no, no, no one's with. trained. Basically, back then, no one's analyzing the, the commercials like that to say, well, well hold on, break. What, what's that? What's that mean? What's balanced protein? What? Table bread around your table for balanced protein for extra play power. Keep- balanced protein for extra play power. Balanced protein for extra play power. So they have been able to establish. A baseline, a theoretical baseline where they don't have to, they don't even feel like they have to explain or sell you on that, yeah, this has pro, what protein? 
white bread. You know, it's but it's but it has balanced protein. You know, it's it's in, it's enriched. This is and this is where people's beliefs are coming from. So, I mean, so many people they say, oh, you 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 got it, got to get your protein. You gotta, you know, get your, you know, you know what whatever it is. And it's like, well, where, where who told you that? Was it a? Uh, because I guarantee you, before a before a health teacher said something like that in a in a school setting perhaps even before a parent said it they probably heard it on a commercial and if they didn't hear it on a commercial then it was like again that family because that conditioning has uh has is there you know and it's very oh here we go this is a good old wonder bread here's how to help build strong bodies eight ways okay so take notes everybody eight ways eight ways that some of the most slimy, just <laughs> totally robbed of any potential. If it if there was a nutrition, this white bread has been robbed of all of it. But eight ways. So let's say that this this is important. So we got to listen to to Mister Talking Head. Eat Wonder Bread. You want to go bigger and stronger, don't you? Golly, sure. Okay. Golly, sure. A sandwich daily and two slices of Wonder Bread every meal give you eight elements you need. So, what, so uh, hold on, eight elements you need. So eating eating this white bread is tantamount to eating a steak. Is that what uh, that that that's that's what we're going for? But 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 break the stuff down because the thing is they use the same exact commercial approach that they did back then. They use today. They adapt it to, you know, changing fashions and, uh, you know, there's sort of changing sensibilities over the decades, but the core stuff is there. So there's a, it's a cartoon. So, so they're, they're try, trying to hit the children as well as the adults. So they're, you know, bringing in the kids with sort of the cartoon and the kids aren't listening. They don't really understand what's being said other than here's a interesting, just something to look at. But then the parents are hearing... Like okay, they're 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 being sold on the proteins and the vitamins and the minerals and you know that 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 side of it, and so it becomes a successful commercial. You're hitting you you're hitting the people that are actually going to buy it, the parents, but you, you also get the kids, you know, kind of get them like you know here, check this check this out. So all right, all right, uh, Mister A. And the other thing too, you know, they they got this this character's got real deep. You know, this deep voice, and that's something that, that you know, because kids respect that, so they're going to kind of pay attention like, oh, you know, he's, right, would you like to have a deep voice like me when you grow up? Then eat pus bread. Golly, sure. Okay. All right. A sandwich daily and two slices of Wonder Bread every meal give you eight elements you need. What? As much muscle building as a, a Wonder sandwich Bread every, every day? meal give you eight elements you need. As much muscle building protein as roast beef. Really? As much? Okay. All right. Uh, sure. As much calcium for bones and teeth as cottage cheese. Oh. As much phosphorus for cell metabolism as this egg. As much iron for red blood as three lamb chops. As uh, much vitamin B1 for appetite as fried liver. As much vitamin B2 for growth as this much cheese. As much niacin for mental health as six sardines, as much energy as two glasses of milk. 
That's why you can help yourself grow bigger and stronger eight ways with Wonder Bread. I mean grow bigger and stronger eight ways. So be sure to eat Wonder Bread. Get Wonder Bread fresh at your grocer's today. Oh! <laughs> you know. So... But this this is the kind of analysis. This this is how you should you should do this all the time. I mean, when you're just walking around, you're and some people don't like this because it makes their life for them, I guess, too hard to all to see all of this stuff walking up the street and you see billboards that have the most ludicrous stuff on it. And it's like, but it's but it works. It's working. It works on because it's vibrating at that pus and mucus vibration. So it's going to work for them. But but when you see it, it's like that movie that, you know, that they see or whatever that movie's called, where, you know, you put the glasses on and you're seeing the real the real deal and you take it off. And it's like, oh, that's that's pleasant. And so the the use of. And one of the reasons you know, I like to play these, and especially from the 1950s, you know, and just looking at that historical context, you know what commercials do today. But they, they do the same the same elements and the things that they have in these commercials they have in today's commercials. Uh, and especially that that reassuring feel, that kind of, you know, like, ah, oh, you got to, I mean, and they, you know, look at any prescription medication commercial and you see that. I mean, the happiest people on earth and side effects include, you know, this long list of side effects, but these people look happy as hell. I, I want to, I mean, can I, can I use some of those pills to be that happy? You know, this, you know, it's, but that's the, the sad thing is they, it, people go for it. It works or they wouldn't play them <laughs> you know and so this this works and so you know this this whole much vitamin b1 oh happy you know kind of upbeat like you know get all your just as, as ridiculous as that is eat eating some white bread is is like you're getting all all these different meat and dairy and you know it's just uh just silly uh here's uh this is another one that i used in in the uh, in the show or in the top 10 list wonder asks how big do you want to be about 10 times bigger than my sister big enough to reach in without a chair bigger than george he's my dog she'll never need wonder bread more than right now because the time to grow bigger and stronger is during the wonder years ages 1 through 12 the years when your child grows to 90 percent of her adult height how can you help? By serving nutritious, wonder-enriched bread. Wonder helps build strong bodies 12 ways. Each delicious slice of Wonder Bread supplies protein for muscle, minerals for strong bones and teeth, carbohydrates for energy, vitamins for nerves, all vital elements for growing minds and bodies. During the Wonder years, the growth years, help your child grow bigger and stronger. Serve Wonder Bread. Wonder helps build strong bodies 12 ways. So, so many people that claim to believe in the nutrition theories and, and believe in these, this, from, from the calorie theories to nutrients and minerals and all, the, all these different things, they don't realize that in the, the, the chain of command here, that, there, that if you follow back 
and actually ask, why do I believe in this? Where did my belief for this come from? And you trace it back. You are going to oftentimes land at a commercial for what and 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 or and that's you could trace it back to growing up overhearing these commercials or having parents that overheard these commercials when they grew up and they're passing on these concepts to the next generation and that's why no one questions them that's why for to me it's not that revolutionary but it's it's like a because nobody has thought to question it it's revolutionary to say there's no such thing as protein. It's a bad theory from top to bottom. Just it's just a bad theory. It could do something else. Come up with a, a better chemical, and then and then people say, well, um, well, chemically speaking, uh, you know, there's uh, such thing as, as you know the protein molecule. And you know, it's like, it's not, I'm, ta- I'm talking about just it didn't have to be named that. You know, and you and to have the 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 base that particular molecule on. The, the consumption and the eating thought process that you've got to eat this to, to live. You, uh, you know, you, you will, you know, you, you need your, your protein, you need your, your vitamins and your, all, all of these things being promoted by foods that even if those things exist and are something that you need, these are the very foods that would help deplete you from them and not give you them anyway. But this this is why it's so hard to, to to walk that back. You have to work. You you can't just hear the new ideas, and then just like okay, well I I, I guess it's that you know then you, you you have to do this work. You have to dig in and take responsibility again for your beliefs for what like you know it's just like okay if you go through the entire history you know sort of that that initial history of nutrition theories and you kind of see this chain of of where you came to understand it and then you go through it and you still think it's a, a good theory and a good way to think about the human body and things and then cool and 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 having gone through that process you're going to have a more enlightened view about it you know even if you use the the, that that sort of concepts or the terminology you're gonna bring something to the table Uh, but when you just sort of just go go along and just accept all of these concepts as it is and, and it's another one of those fear type of things you know i haven't i've been eating in 15 days so i haven't eaten pro any of the you know protein rich foods and whatever whatever you you know haven't I just haven't done that I, I didn't get my niacine or whatever is in the white bread uh so I should be dead I shouldn't be talking to you I should be uh either dead or all you know I'm all like super super skinny like a little nub walking around according to that that logic their their nutrition logic and that's one reason why we challenge that theory fundamentally, because when you start really getting it now, yeah, I know, and where people there's the the the, the Sheldon type of philosophy that is at odds with Eretz, uh, which is the concept of that you you live on your own muscle mass or whatever 
uh, when when you're fasting. You know, I, I agree from my experiences and from my observations, my own research. I agree with Eric that that's not what's going on. That that's not when you're fasting. You're, it's not about living off of your own whatever. That's it's that's just not how it, how it's working. Uh, and that's why we come back to body as an air gas engine concept. But let's see what else we got. There's we'll watch some that I haven't haven't watched yet. I don't think I haven't watched this one yet. I don't think. Oh, okay. Well, that's gone. Actually, let's uh, let's go back and we'll we'll watch one of the milk. By the way, I'm just on the Internet Archive, and you have to do a little. Uh, I'm I was looking for public domain things so I wouldn't get hit with any kind of uh, copyright, and so that's how how I uh, found myself here. Let's see if I can find. Oh, that's painful. So it said that this was in the U, uh, UK, in the U, U, UK commercial. So they they got adults and they're trying to show, you know, some kind of youthfulness that it's it's cool. Because, hey, when I go to the club, when I go to the dance club, you know I'm going to be drinking some milk. And uh, yeah, and, and and milk is, is such a great thing to drink while you're out there. Yeah, who's, who's gonna... <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. B- bottles of milk at, at the club. You, you just just up in the club like doo, 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 drinking some milk. <laughs> oh, this is funny. And uh, uh and, and yeah, yeah. Let's let's do standing standing bench press. Got a bottle, but then the music. So it's so it's adults and young people, but the mu and you start to see this with the popular music anyway. This this really making an adolescent and very, you know. So they they're bringing in some timbres of instruments and in the rock, you know, kind of the eighties rhythm and that kind of stuff. But melodically, it's sort of based on uh you know it's it's like a you know nursery rhyme you know again very it's like appealing to a little older demographic but it's it's still appealing to that youth that that sort of being uh uh you know young is kind of immature uh kind kind of vibration and uh Well, my word. She's wearing clothes and walking. What? You know, just, just very, uh, 
you know, very corny, very just just sing songy. Uh, you know, remind you of something you would have sang when you was young, and 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 it's because and they do that on purpose. That's to get you in that state. You know, when you come across a commercial that does that kind of thing, it's like, well, the imagery looks kind of adult and the music is like they straight deceived you by having that just it's like yeah it sounds like it's some 80s pop music but now nah, they got a little nursery rhyme up in there to uh you know to kind of you know make you make you feel uh you know make you feel good and uh let me see I see I get into this I have fun and this is literally like I'll do this I'll sit and analyze and kind of go through old things because and this was the other point I wanted to make on this on this is there's the collective unconsciousness and to better understand the collective unconscious you have to do this kind of analysis the you know the manufacturing of concepts you know, when you start to realize, you know, the the reason that you think that that you have a lot of the theories that you have are based on somebody wanting to create to turn you into a consumer. And so, as you can see here, the the, the theories that are propagated that people don't question all the the about, you know, the nutrition theories and all this kind of stuff, they it this has become a part of the collective unconscious that the things that it's you know they don't question it just is like what well hey this is this is how it is and and you just got to think what does that do when these messages and concepts have been drilled into your head and the heads of your parents all the, you know all the way back you know they don't have commercials talking about you know you know if, if i made a you know, commercial it'd be like you know hey 50 50 <laughs> was it a 50,000 people a day die of cardiovascular disease 25,000 people a day die of cancer related illnesses you know what i mean like where's those commercials at i don't see those that say you know to to prevent uh, uh cardiovascular disease eat mucus free foods <laughs> eat this piece of fruit, you know, eat, eat this salad. That's not the, you know, that, that, that's not the commercials, you know, that, it, the commercials are, you know, eat this, uh, you know, eat this ice cream, have this ice cream party. Bosco party. It's got everything. Party hats, happy kids, cake, ice cream. And Bosco, nutritious chocolate flavored Bosco. Chocolate. Nutrition. See, that's 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 why I'm so hard on the nutrition concept because I know how deep that goes. No one questions it, and I used to say a lot. I mean, I was like a big deal when I would say, "I don't believe in the nutrition theories as they stand." They just, they I don't believe in them. This is the foundation of all that. The reason we're even talking about it because they were identified as a way to sell you something, to cre- turn you into a consumer that doesn't ask any questions that just gets you know it's like they're giving you the excuse to eat something that it certainly has no health benefit but they they're great at that they they give you that excuse and so it's it's nutritious you know it's it's nutritious you know go on ahead you know get 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 get, go get get 
enjoy yourself. It's because it's nutritious, as opposed to just being like, well, you know what? It's it's bad for your health, but but hey, you, you'll like it. You know, that's what they like the cigarettes. You know, at least they kind of they had to stop saying that they were healthy for you, and they just have to kind of. Like, yeah, you know, Surgeon General warning, you know, but there's, there's no warning on milk. You know, there's no warning on on dead animal flesh, which is killing way more people than any cigarettes in the world. Now, I'm not a fan. I don't, don't not say to smoke, but I'm, in terms of 50,000 people a day dying of cardiovascular disease, where's the Surgeon General warning eating dead animal flesh and, and drinking milk? which is at the foundation of that kind of death, that kind of, of illness. And Bosco, nutritious chocolate-flavored Bosco. Chocolate syrup that's good for kids. Gives them the extra energy they need, the energy their growing bodies crave. They're drinking bo- So it's always, you see, growing bodies. You know, this nutrition curve, this nutrition concept. Growing bodies, energy. You know, they, it just drills over and over and over again to the point in t- that when you think that you have to eat these things to have energy, you, you know, you think you have to drink this stuff or you will not get enough nutrition. You know, that's part of the fear. And when you understand that the only reason you think that, the only reason that that theory is even something that you have in your head is because you have been made into a consumer to not question that and to just buy don't question just buy it it's nutritious just buy it if they can convince you that it's nutritious instead of trying to convince you that there exists something called nutrition they it's like they don't even they're not even they don't have to try to because they've already done that that's part of the collective unconscious there is such a thing as nutrition what if you're what if there's not that type of sale isn't going to work if you don't believe in the concept especially the additive principle in particular that we talk about the additive principle of that the body needs all these you know the the different elements uh you know then you don't you don't question that and that's not to say like i said if you go through all that and you and you still get a benefit from that way of thinking or that kind of thing uh cool you know but my challenge to to everybody is to do that study do that analysis challenge the theories and after that if you still find them to be useful then use them but what i find for people that really really check this these things out uh they're they end up not being particularly useful when you start getting into things where people feel like they have uh deficiencies because that's you know general question with this kind of thing um when you start going down that road now you're from our perspective now you're talking about a lack of proper transition where if you was was usually when people start experiencing symptoms associated with when people talk about uh deficiencies or you know the different foggy brains and you know different thing that associated there uh, it's not because you're not eating white bread or, or drinking this this syrup to to get your your nutrition and your enough protein and all that. It's because you you, you know you're not transitioning. 
you know, or, or at least dealing with the principles in a rational kind of way. Uh, and that's not to say there's some tough cases. So I'm I'm never coming out here just saying that the this is the you know the end all be all terms of you just start doing this and you'll heal immediately. Like nah, this is a this is a process and something that has to be adopted. But in terms of the psychology and learning to think differently, because you start to think differently, that can totally open you up to different ways to. Uh, to, to think about food and eating. It just, just opens you up. Bosco and milk, the perfect treat for your child that provides the extra iron milk alone does not supply. Bosco also has vitamin D. Bosco helps build muscle. Look at that smooth Bosco syrup. Its rich goodness makes ice cream a special treat. An exclusive patented enzyme process makes the cocoa in Bosco more easily digestible. Did you hear that? They have a patented enzyme. See, you're using all these words that people still love to use today. We got enzymes and, and proteins and nutrition and, and all this stuff, and it's so exciting. An exclusive patented enzyme. And it's enzyme exclusive. Process. See, it's exclusive. So not everybody knows about it or can hear about it or have it. But I'm telling you, because you're special, it's exclusive. Shh, don't tell anybody. Exclusive patented enzyme process makes the cocoa in Bosco more easily digestible. But now it's time to meet our host, Bosco Bear. Bosco makes a soda, Bosco makes a Sunday. Every day's a fun day with B-O-S-C-O. Put Bosco on your shopping list tomorrow. <laughs> it's like... I mean, but just think about that. They, they just... Uh, when people are watching TV, you know, you get in this alpha state, and, and so... Most people are that you're hip. That's a level of hypnotism. You're already hypnotized, and so then they're, you know, at the end that that's that call to action. That's uh, you know, it's just shopping like, list tomorrow. <laughs> Bosco on your shopping list tomorrow. Wait, wait, wait. Put Bosco on your shopping list tomorrow. Put Bosco on your shopping list tomorrow. You know, it's like you you, it, and then how many people actually did that? I mean, there's I know. If people did it, it just Bosco on shopping list. I will put it on there now. Honey, don't forget to buy Bosco. It's very nutritious and tasty too for the young kids. I mean that's that's what we're dealing with here is this this level of uh of conditioning. You know, I mean once you realize that you are the product of of conditioning and you are okay with that you know we're all from that you know but first you have to accept that like okay i've done been brainwashed into this whole way of thinking that's bizarre uh, opposite of, of of reality and now you got to do the work to find some kind of rational thought in, in mixed in all that and uh it was, it was a, a classic coke coke ad let's see what's that? it's breakfast Any 
or vitamin A. So put it to use. Mix it instantly with cold water. No unfreezing. Sunny, wide awake taste. And no squeezing. It's breakfast. It's breakfast. For breakfast, your family will all love Tang. For breakfast tomorrow, get it today. For breakfast, so instant Tang. All right, so at least at least they're not trying to give you a whole bunch of nutrition. <clears throat> they're not trying to sell that tang on nutrition. Uh, what's this? Gosh, Buffalo Bob, look where we are. On Howdy Doody Action Picture Rings, free in packages of Nabisco wheat honeys and rice honeys. They fit any finger. And when you move your hand, the action pictures seem to come alive. Buffalo Bee shoots his guns. Chief Thunderthud does a war dance. Oh, really? And there's Clarabelle, Mr. Bluster, the Flubadub, eight colorful plastic rings, and there's one for you free inside every specially marked package of Nabisco wheat honeys and Nabisco rice honeys. The cereals kids love because Nabisco rice honeys are made especially for kids. Wheat honeys, too. Tiny puffs of rice or wheat. Flavored with real honey. Topped with luscious fruit and milk. They're great for breakfast. Luscious? Or for snacks anytime, right out of the package. Remember, start collecting your Howdy Doody action rings today. Get one free inside every package of Nabisco wheat honeys and Nabisco rice honeys. <sighs> and then, but what I wanted to show today is, <clears throat> you know, and these are old commercials from the fifties, but that same this this enriched kind of nonsense as as a way to sell the item to you is going strong that's still the way they talk about this stuff and there's all these different products where these are supposed to be you know added calcium we they add calcium to this cooked juice it's not really this isn't probably shouldn't even call it juice this is cooked drink they add vitamin d let's see what's in this one. Oh, with calcium and vitamin d added like, that's a big deal for that to be on the label. This is how they're selling this to you. They're selling this based on, again, these nutrition theories. That that you could... That by fortifying these these drinks that are already... That already have enough problems that we won't even get into. the, the Just the so-called not from concentrate. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, oh orange juice is gluten free, everybody. Okay, remember that. So I mean, they still, they're, they're, it's like they can't be any more creative. Because why should they? Because people buy it. If all of a sudden people started studying what we're stu- they, I guarantee commercials would change almost overnight. Because people would you wouldn't be able to sell things based on, especially things that people know are not good. You wouldn't be able to use this type of sales approach because people would be looking at it like, why would I want something that has some fortified, like doesn't even make sense with calcium and vitamin D. Just Why don't we just juice? Why don't you just juice a fresh, get get a bag of, of, of oranges and juice them? You know, but, uh, you know, they all, it's all, all about the, the fortification. 
Um, and then we got the, the lactate, so lactose-free milk. So get you can get your, your plus, they'll take the lactose out for you, so you can drink that. You know, and so it's very enlightening when you start to study and, you know, because there's some people that would be like, oh, well, you know, dis- disconnect. I'm so disconnected from it's like, OK, yeah. But when did you disconnect and what did you study that helped you disconnect? Because there's a lot of people that think they're disconnected, but they're still using the same programs that they grew up with and that their parents grew up with when it came to, comes to nutrition when it comes to additive principle, all this kind of stuff, they can be as unplugged as they think they want to be, but still got the same old programs that's, that's, that's just embedded in there. So I'm, I'm of the opinion of, uh, of you got to control that content and analyze it. The more that you can, you can analyze and break these things down, instead of running, I'm not like a you know running away from from these things you know i'm saying nah let's like break these things down how are they trying to deceive you how are they all they care about is a customer so they put all this stuff out there that's supposed to be all upbeat and that's why all these commercials are so happy and upbeat and everything their only goal is to get you to buy their product period it doesn't matter what what they say and do and the music in there. And so you got to break that stuff down. What does the music mean? It's in there. What does the wording mean? The way that it's structured. Uh, and then you get to a point where you can see a commercial in it and automatically it, you're not able to be deceived because you immediately break down any of the, the BS that's there. It's just, it's just like, you, you can hear all that, okay, this this voice pitch is like this, you hear the music is doing a certain thing, like, you see the whole process happening in front of you, and so you, you're less likely to be uh, sucked in uh, to that, you know, and, and deceived in that same kind of way, <clears throat> and uh, so I probably should... <laughs> I enjoy doing this. I know I probably folks are probably getting tired, tired of uh, of watching some of these, but I, I I enjoy this. And then there was there's a few of these that sort of showed how to. Uh, there were like a how I, you know videos on on how to do certain things. And no, oh, here's the yeah, the other myth the uh, the the happy cows in in on the farm myth. a century, dairymen have tried to capture in cans the flavor of pure, fresh milk. And now, Foremost has discovered the secret with an evaporated milk that's closest by far to fresh milk itself. Kind of hard to believe, isn't it? An evaporated milk that doesn't have that old-fashioned evaporated milk taste. But it's true, and you can prove it. You know how most evaporated milks taste in coffee. The flavor goes flat. Yeah. But try Foremost. You'll see it's white, the way milk ought to look, not drab tan like other brands. And when you taste it, well, if you're anything like me, you'll never even know it isn't pure, fresh cream. You try it and see. That's foremost, the closest thing in cans to pure, fresh milk. Remember, your family gets the most from foremost. Ah, ah, yes, uh, not 
not very catchy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, milk, it's, it's white and pure like it's supposed to be. Uh, there's just a lot to analyze. There's a lot, a lot to get into in these things that go even beyond the nutrition mythology. Uh, getting into the you know cultural dynamics and what you know there's because what and and the reason that what this process and why I'm kind of going through and doing this and you know, I'm not doing a super deep intense. I mean, you you can get into some analysis where you are analyzing every word and you just break the whole thing down. Every every decision that was made, what they're wearing, what their how their hair is, you know, I mean, just everything. You can get into that. Uh, My point today is just to just expose just expose you to this that if you if you don't think like this already, if you're already not kind of doing this kind of thing in the world and you, you want you want to you know because you, you this becomes a defense mechanism you know a way to defend yourself away from the insanity and at the same time also you know defend from getting sucked in because you start to hear this stuff over and over again and it, it's easy to to question you know start questioning your own analysis and Kind of like, uh, you know, and, and when you do that, my thing is to go back to the beginning and start do the research again. And, you know, you kind of go through that process uh, so that you, you know, always coming back to those source materials. But uh, but, you know, this this is part of that really, uh, you know, this what we're dealing with. This is this is hard. This is this is this is what makes it hard. It's not always, a, as I say a lot of times, it's that social thing. This is this is what makes the social part hard. This is why peop, one of the reasons why people are so dumbfounded when you tell them that you don't drink milk, you don't eat meat, you don't believe in the protein theory. You know, they, they can't process that because they haven't been given the tools to process that. You know, so in this video, I'm trying to you know, give you a couple tools to be able to get, you know, process that and then pass that along, share that with some other people to break this thing. Cause you can use the same methodology and you should be using the same methodology on Facebook. If you're messing around on Facebook and there's the Facebook ads, there's just posts that other people are posting and you got to break the stuff down and say, okay, well, what's, why is this here? Why did this person post this? And, you know, what are they trying to get across? What are you trying to sell? What are they trying to, is it an ego thing? Are they just sharing just for their benefit? Are they trying to educate on a topic? Are they trying to sell? So like whatever it is, you know, you can break these things down and, and, and catch a lot of the, you know, a lot of the mess, you know, a lot of the mess that, that comes by us. Uh, you can think through it and shut it down. Just don't even, don't even let it in. You just say, oh, that, let's see. This will be the last one. Let's watch this this last one here. I saw a baby. It's not very polite to interrupt a young lady at a time like this, but a pet milk baby doesn't mind. She's used to being admired anytime. Just see that strong straight back. That's what pet evaporated milk does for babies. Helps them build straight, strong bones and to make sure steady growth. Because pet evaporated milk has the right combination of milk minerals and vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin. And pet milk is always uniformly rich, 
always easy for babies to digest. Isn't it wonderful to see a baby enjoy bottle time as much as this one does? And with pet evaporated milk in the formula, she's certainly getting a happy, sturdy start in life. For there is no better milk for babies than pet evaporated milk. <sighs> this is what we're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. Collective unconscious of pure, unadulterated insanity based on pus and mucus eating. There's a reason why this, we, when we talk about it's a pus and mucus world, everything is based on the baseline is pus and mucus eating. Like that's, that's where everybody is supposed to agree. There's not supposed to really be deviation from that. There's like, we're on the same page, pus and mucus, that's, that's the baseline. And then, you know, then, then, then it's just a matter of, well, what brand do you want? You want your, cause heaven forfend that a mother breastfeeds the child. I mean, we, you know, we're not going to, have that on TV? Of course not. We 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 can't sell a mother's own breast milk. Now they can try to sell things for that mother to eat or vitamins for that mother to take to have healthy milk. But generally, why do that when it's just easier to just 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 give the kid just just evaporated milk, put mix water and powder and feed that to the kid talk about it has vitamin d the sunshine sunshine vitamin and this is what i'm talking about because this is when i hear people use these terms and these concepts like this is the perspective i have of like of just straight bamboozlement like they just haven't got it yet they just someone you know they're they're a part of that lineage and that's one of the things that in the same stuff they try to do in the vegan realm in the plant-based realm now is 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 they try to try to grab you and say again, here's some mucus forming processed stuff, but it, we we didn't harm animals for it and it's got all this enriched protein and and vitamin D and it's got all this stuff in it. So you need it anyway. It tastes good because we put a bunch of sugar in it. So here, you know, it's that that's, you know, but so when people talk about, well, well, you know, my vitamin D and this and that, I'm just like, I mean, this is the kind of stuff I think about is these old commercials, like, because that's the same. The, the, it hasn't changed. The theories haven't evolved and changed. And people try to say that they did, that they've gotten better and we've They've, their analysis is more sound today than it used to be, but there's no consensus on any of these things in the so-called nutrition community among nutritionists and, and, and theorists and that kind of stuff. They don't, they don't agree on, on anything. And so when you have the, the vegan and plant-based folks on one side, they're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying <laughs> This is what frustrates me. So they're trying to use a conceptual system and a paradigm, a nutritional paradigm that is based on pus and mucus forming foods being eating, being normal. Like that's the that is when when you start there and, and you're trying to adopt that mindset or that method, those methodologies and paradigm, that way of thinking 
and try to apply it to the plants, I mean, to me, you, you've already lost that day. I mean, you and I and I'm don't want to. You know, I'm just saying how I feel about it. I I I respect folks that there's a lot of folks that plug in here that that are into that. You know, the plant based nutrition thing. You know, that's cool. Hey. I would rather that, especially if you into the mucus diet. But I'm just saying, from my perspective, which is is a, is a little more hardcore, then uh, I generally don't even talk too much about this. Uh, I feel like I've kind of opened up the ability to do so by showing you some of how I'm how I think about it, not just based on some stuff you know in the books and definitions and that kind of stuff, but the media that has created so much of our worldview the collective unconscious whether we like it or not you know that it's what we're dealing with is what we grew up with our parents grew up with and our parents parents you know you go back far enough and, and there's still radio ads and they're in the same thing you know you go back fur, even further back than that then you're dealing with ads that are in the in the paper you know so th- this kind of advertising and using this trope as a means to get people into your into your product is, uh, I mean, it just hasn't stopped. I mean, it just hasn't been challenged or questioned. And that's why when we say this is the most revolutionary approach and system and mindset is because many of us, we, we disregard the, that, that just that entire way of thinking about it without you know, the way I look at it is we, we need to go back into all those theories and they need to be reanalyzed, you know, re, uh, you know, re-understood from a different perspective, you know, then, ch- you know, take it through the scientific test. Uh, but so much of those tests are going to be based on what, what are, what are the outcomes that you're trying to test? You know, you know, they're up till now, there hasn't, the, the, and, the, and the funding is you have to understand with the science, you know, there becomes a closed community and to have the real serious, uh, again, moneyed interests are behind so much of the, uh, the the scientific studies and the nutritional studies that are being done. Look who's funding them. The meat, the dairy industries fund them. You know, when they were coming out with Doctors say how good smoking is. Guess who was funding that? You know, the tobacco industry would fund uh, those, uh, you know, those type of studies. And the pharmaceutical, who's who's funding these things? You know, and it's and people are starting to talk a little bit more about it because now they're saying, well, wait, a, you know, the Gates Foundation and that kind of when it comes to the vaccines and the stuff. But this goes so deep and it goes way back. Uh, and, and there's way more to, to sort of analyze and understand than just, you know, a couple people today that do this. You know, this is a monolith. This is something that a lot of time, effort and money has been put into to for you to have the system of thought that you have. People have invested billions of dollars for you to believe in the protein theory and the vitamin theory and the nutrition concepts and all that kind of stuff. There's been a ton of I me. Mean, they, they have done it in a very interesting way, you know, in this sort of this capitalistic way of of instead of just forcing you to believe, you know, in a more totalitarian type of you have to believe this or, you know, you get kicked out the 
the group, the tribe, it they which it's, it's almost more diabolical because they make make it seem like you've come to this information on your own. That you, that you, you, it's just, it's always been, and you've learned this, and you, you got this, and they don't teach you how to question it, they don't teach you how to, uh, uh, or present it in a way that questions, questions it anyway, they say, well, you know, there's, there's multiple theories on this topic, here's, well, let's hear the different opinions, I'm down for that, and say, okay, Here's my opinion. I I find that way of talking about and thinking about eating to be problematic for a number of reasons. Uh, But I'm open to hear what you got to say. It's like, all right, if you you want to if if you find that useful, if you find that way of talking about diet and, and everything useful, then okay, let's 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 see. But but to have that conversation, you have to be aware and knowledgeable of the other person's argument and the other per and where the other person is coming from. And that's why no one can really refute and just, and have a real conversation with us about the mucus's diet because they don't know anything about it. These people, you know, that, that tout a lot of the nutrition theories and that kind of stuff. They, they, they just don't know about what we're talking about, you know, in the healing or that kind of thing, uh, healing through, by eating you know it's not sanctioned you know it's not you're you know the the wider populace the way that uh kind of that medical totalitarianism concept is is happening is you're supposed to not really be allowed to think like that like that's that's the vibe that they put out there you're not allowed to you know you're not allowed to think like that don't don't that's that's wrong don't think like that um as opposed to just saying hey look this is a topic. There's some people think this way. Here's here's how they think. There's other people think this way. This is their argument. Look at the different perspectives, and then you know, then then make an informed decision. But you know, that's that's a lot of uh, a lot of rational thought going on. Let me let me uh, see what's going on here in the in the chat. And I appreciate you guys hang, hanging in there with me. This is this has been kind of fun this evening. And uh, let's see, Skullbones4 says, The Facebook group honestly opened my mind to a lot in the importance of this lifestyle long term. I learned about this through the Morris Camp and see how the transition being skipped takes effect. And... Uh, like the importance of enemas and colonics. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate your comment, uh, Skullbones, for because because uh, that was really my my purpose. You know, one of the things that I really was passionate about in terms of the group is to let people learn, not by having people just talk at them and tell them what to think, but by observing conversations and seeing people that have been living this way. Uh, it, to me, it's just a great way to learn and then you make that you discover it for yourself you know you no one had to force that on you you could observe and say okay you see folks going down that path and having trouble because they're not transitioning you hear that concept and uh and more than just seeing me talking about it on here you you can see you know what other people talking about it and and get it so uh yeah i appreciate that um Let's go down here a little bit. I should try to 
Yeah, so it looks like you guys are having some good conversation. So I appreciate appreciate that. I'll go down here. <laughs> I gotta change my name. This is a YouTube account from ages ago. Um, uh, Korean Jones on Facebook. Okay, that's uh, that's what's up. So uh, light work. Ask uh, what's everybody eating right now. And uh, so yeah, so I guess the the last the last topic which kind of came up and I never responded to uh, uh, to Nick was uh, on on br- breaking a f- on breaking fast and uh and this is an interesting interesting topic because i because you can read what Eric wrote in a couple different ways and so uh so so nick was saying like well wait a minute Eric says that in most most cases you should break the fast with the combination salad with the vegetables because that's going to create that intestinal broom and that roughage and goes through and it's the safest thing uh and 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 so it yes it that there's says that but then where the confusion can be is on the other side there's also uh talking about you know there the, sort of the overarching principle which is that each each person's situation is 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 different and uh and and that the first you know the first meals uh sh- should be at least of, of laxative effect if not uh the, the you know the, the fruit so the question is should you ever you know break break the fast for fruit with fruit or should it always be uh with some kind of uh, uh combination salad so my own opinion and my just based on my reading of Eric's work and experience in observing other long-term mucus diet practitioners in terms of uh, breaking fast is that it you know kind of goes back to that that principle that Eric talks about where it it, it depends. Um, let's see. So and uh, I'm gonna read a little part from Rational Fasting. And under how to break a fast and Eric says I consider the the knowledge of how to break a fast of the utmost importance the right food after a fast uh, after a fast itself at the same time it depends entirely upon the condition of the patient and very much upon the length of the fast so for me that's that's the important the the really critical statement and sentence right there it says uh because again, that's the thing that 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 Eric does beautifully, of opening up the practice and allowing for many different variations, which I know that he uh, experienced and observed in the thousands of patients that he had. Is that there? There's not a one size fit all situation. Uh, that it depends entirely upon the condition of the patient, and very much upon the length of the fast. You may learn from the results of the two extreme cases below, and then he kind of talks about cases where pe- people that ha- hadn't haven't transitioned at all tried to do really long fast, and then they broke it with the wrong kind of food, and they ended up dying. You know, and so breaking fast is very very important. Uh, so when you get to the section to say important rules for the faster to be carefully studied and memorized. Uh, what can be said in general and what I teach in new and different in, 
is new and different from the average fasting experts and is as follows. The first meal and the menus for a few days after a fast must be of laxative effect and not of nourishing value as mostly all others think. The sooner the first meal passes through the body, the more efficiently it uh, carries out the loosened mucus and poisons of the intestines and the stomach. Three, if no good stool is experienced after two to three hours, help with laxatives and enemas. Whenever I fasted, I always experienced a good bowel movement at least one hour after eating and at once felt fine. After breaking a longer fast, I spent more time on the toilet than in bed the following night, and that was as it should be. And then... For the longer the fast, the more efficiently the bowels perform after it's over. Number five, the best laxative uh, foods after a fast are fresh sweet fruits. Best of all are cherries and grapes. And this is where the, these two principles are kind of where the, uh, uh, the, the confusion can come from. So five, the best laxative foods after a fast are fresh sweet fruits Best of all are cherries and grapes, then a little soaked or stewed prunes. These fruits must not be used after a meat eater's first fast, but only for people who have lived for a certain time on mucusless or at least mucus-poor foods, or other words, a transition diet. Then number six says, in the average case, it is advisable to break the fast with raw and cooked starchless vegetables, stewed spinach has an uh, especially good effect. Then seven, if the first meal does not uh, cause any unpleasantness, you may eat as much as you can, eating only, only a small quantity of food for the first two or three days without experiencing a bowel movement, owing to the small amount of food taken. Uh, another wrong advice given by experts is dangerous. Uh, and so the way I read this is first that overall context of of Arnold Eret, you know, and, and who who he was writing this for, uh, which really was meant for people learning how to be practitioners, but in the in using practitioner in the sense of uh, of educators and fasters, people that would fast other people. Because uh, this is, you know, this the sanitarium textbook, you know, that's so that's sort of a context that you have to understand here. So when he's talking about the average case, he's talking about that the average case of somebody that's in the sanitarium or somebody uh, that may be reading his work. But, you know, the average case, especially if somebody that is getting into the the lifestyle or the diet, you know, a lot of people are you know, are coming to this information. And if they're just coming to it for the first time, then pragmatism is, uh, an erring on the side of caution is more rational than trying to do something that is extreme or, you know, pushing real hard or something like that. So that's again, why I call this rational fasting. Uh, and so this is the safest. If you're somebody that's fairly new to practicing the mucus's diet, uh, you've uh, you've coming from the standard anywhere diet, ter- sad diet all over the globe of eating poorly. You 
that is that's the safest thing to ha- you know have a broom salad, have some, some cooked vegetables, that kind of stuff. And then my first couple fasts, I I broke them like that, you know, back way back in the early days of practicing a diet. But I eventually moved to where I would usually break my fast with uh, with with a fruit meal, and especially if I was going to try to extend my mucusless period where if the fast is mucusless and then if I break the fast with fruit and eat nothing but fruit for a couple of days and then transition back into vegetables. I talk a little bit about this in terms of long-term fasting where perhaps I differ a bit from, from Eric or from what other practitioners do. And I'm, and, and I try to be clear about that where it's like, okay, you, you know, check out and deal, deal with uh, Eric's methodology. But what I found for coming off of really long fast, when I say lo- really long, I'm just, for me, like f- five and six month long fast or long. Uh, and that's just for me. That might not be other people more advanced than me. That's nothing, you know. And then for some people, they might not be able to even conceive of not eating solid food for that long. We're all at different levels. It's all, it's, you know, we're all coming from different spaces. But for me, and the way my body operates for the longer, if I was to fast for just a couple months, I would need to transition back to solid food as opposed to just hitting that solid food right away. Uh, and because what happens for me when I do that is generally doesn't eliminate well. And especially if I was to have like a salad and instead of some fruit or something like that, you know, it's it's just not going to eliminate the way I wanted to, uh, and that's the, the name of the game is that that laxative kind of effect. So for the longer fast, I kind of developed my own methodology. It was sort of based on observing Brother Air when he came off his fast. He didn't really transition off of it. It was like nine, you know, nine months of not eating anything, and then straight to solid food. Uh, and, and so when I started doing longer fast myself. I would transition. It would, I'd get to a point where the the line between solid food and juice was really kind of skewed, uh, where it was kind of blurry, and uh, and so uh, and, and I've, I've no I've talked about that in other videos, so I won't go, go too too deep into that. But anyway, I wanted to address that because that was something that that was uh, that we were. That was, that was being discussed, and I, I had started writing a reply to that, and then I was like, oh, I'll talk about that eventually because that's a good topic uh, to get into. And uh, see, Q asked me, what kind of music have you been into, Professor? Uh, I've been into uh, uh, jazz music. <laughs> and been listening today, uh, I had on the, the, the serious that uh, I got serious in my van and um and I <clears throat> went to a store and they had the uh um uh, uh the Marcus Miller Miller time you know he's got his own little show Marcus Miller bass player and <clears throat> they had some pretty hip hip stuff on there it's kind of uh jazz jazz rock fusion funk fusion uh kind of stuff um but uh but yeah yeah I just, I kind of jazz and uh, <laughs> you know, just yeah, jazz, jazz stuff mostly now. Um, 
but uh but yeah yeah it's an interesting 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 question because i'm transitioning back after this uh you know i live in modes <laughs> and i'm gonna be transitioning back into this music mode you know once once all this stuff started hitting i kind of i was in music mode as we were you know with the fire music project we was really you know he was getting some things happening and then you know with all this insanity going on i kind of got you know i got into like all right mucus free life mode you know i kind of went from my music mode to mucus free life and so i started pumping out the videos and just really like all right we need to get this this message has to go out there and stuff uh but now once i break this fast i'm gonna i'm gonna get back into that music mode and uh and uh you know positive earth ass how's the fire music project coming along you know we you know with the with everything shutting down you know it kind of slowed us down a little bit in terms of we were getting together every week and rehearsing and come with new music and i got a bunch of compositions happening i mean we were starting to really get some, get some things together but with uh with everything going on it was like okay like i said i kind of had to focus in this other direction we're all just trying to figure it out but we will be doing a live stream real soon i would say within the next couple weeks be looking out and uh we're gonna do a live stream from somewhere we've been talking about uh, going in some woods somewhere set up our instruments and and uh play some music so that's uh that's gonna happen that is definitely gonna happen so uh oh ooh, this is uh young saul 777 says once i, I once broke a three-day fast with taco bell ended up in the bathroom for days and felt terrible I was uh, just starting to get into the lifestyle. Didn't have the knowledge. Uh, I don't recommend. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good testimony because we've all been there. I mean, we've all. That's why I, you know, early on I learned that lesson the hard way of trying to fast longer than my body really was telling me to do so because I had some ulterior motive in my head that wasn't a pure good reason to fast and then I lost control and you know, and then you lose control. So even if you, sometimes you could eat that, that first meal might be good, but then you, start, you know, then, yeah, then your second meal might be the Taco Bell, you know, or something like that. And so, so that's part of the art form and, and it's part of, uh, you know, being aware of that, you know, once you're aware of that, then you can understand like, okay, this is, this is what I got to do. So, uh, so anyway, I think I'm gonna wrap this up. I appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. This uh, we've had pretty pretty good attendance for me. Not promoting this, I didn't promote it. I didn't put the put an email out there. I just decided tonight to do it. Just kind of felt the spirit and said, "All right, let me got a few things to say." And I always appreciate the ability to uh, when I feel like sharing something you know be able to share you know because once upon a time no one wanted (laughs) no one wanted this uh information they didn't want anything shared with them uh coming from this perspective so i I definitely appreciate that today you know people are interested in in what we have to say what we're trying to do uh if you're interested in our weekly meetups every wednesday we've been having them uh, if you're not in the Mucus's Diet Healing System Facebook group, get in there, and uh, and, and there's always usually post up on Wednesday 
uh, we'll post up the link, but the link and the code doesn't change. It's not supposed to change. So if you see it once or if you scan down, scroll down in the group and you find it, uh, then you can save it and just know every Wednesday, unless otherwise announced, uh, there will be a meetup. And, uh, and they're real interesting. They're, they're fun because, you know, different people come every week. And there's some folks that are there almost every week. And, you know, the conversation's going a lot of different directions and people share their experiences. And, uh, and, and that's the kind of environment that we're building, that we're, that we're trying to build because that's, again, how people learn, you know, that, that, that process, the process of, of dialogue, uh, being able to share experiences and for the people that, that share their video, you know, to be able to share, even though we can't be in the same room at this moment, uh, we can still share the video and you can connect uh, on that level. And so, so anyway, again, I thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, this, this has been fun. We got a chance to watch some some classic uh, classic television, some <laughs> some uh, you know, good good old fashioned commercials. But I uh, hope you could see that not a whole lot has changed. You know, some of the cultural sensibilities and things have changed here and there, but the script is very much the same. You know, the script is nutrition enriched this vitamin that you know it's it's the same script because it's worked for so long and once we start to see commercials talking about you know elimination talking about a whole different level we will know that there is a a dent is being made where uh, people are no longer buying things based on uh, how enriched it is and how many you know vitamins and all that kind of stuff. And people are buying food based on, will this eliminate well? Will this drag mucus and stuff out of my body? Will this leave behind mucus? You know, that's a selling point. You know, that, that's the selling point for food in a rational society. And so, you know, this is where they say, <laughs> they'd be selling, buy our, our kale. It's mucus free. It leaves behind absolutely no gooey residue in your intestines. Buy kale. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, that's a thing. It's that kind of thing. But they don't sell, they don't sell nothing like that. They sell everything all about, they would try to sell kale. It's calcium. And as, you know, they'll give you the nutrient count as opposed to, this kale doesn't leave behind slime. So buy this. You know, this, uh, this red leaf lettuce doesn't turn into, uh, you know, nasty slime, you know. So it's a different, different level of consciousness. It's what we're trying to do. And so one last time, truly appreciate you being on here. And uh, tell a friend, tell a friend, mucus free is the way to be. Please share this video. Share the top 10 worst Mucus Free Foods video because I think that's something that has a little bit of mainstream appeal. Uh, you know, people that's outside the community can watch that and be entertained and enjoy it. And yeah, just keep on doing your thing. And until next time, peace, love, and breath.
Give it up. <laughs> we are mucus free. 